The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This episode is brought to you by Gamefly, the best way to rent or buy your favorite games. Head to Gamefly.com slash FarBeyond for a free premium 30-day trial today. Do not underestimate the power of And a hearty beyond to all of you. Say it with me, beyond. 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 Very, very, you started beyond. with very, the word very and. Good. Very good. Everyone's doing great. Beyond. This is beyond. Welcome, everybody, to beyond. Once again, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't. There's literally never been a way that I've done this right. So I just we're just going to keep on going. And it goes beautiful. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Beyond. It's a PlayStation podcast, or so we say. This is episode 521. I am Max Scoville, and I'm joined by Miranda Sanchez. Hello. Jonathan Dornbush. Beyond. That you, we already That's, did that enough. That, no, I can keep going. All right. You yeah. could tell by his shirt. Yeah. That's, That's all I'm going to say today. Afterwards. Huh? And then Marty Sleva. You can tell by his shirt he has a PlayStation passion. Uh, it's not PlayStation. It's Sonic the Hedgehog yeah. and Sega Genesis Master System. And you have to have a Doesn't TV know. to play exactly. PlayStation. Beyond. Sonic the Hedgehog loves to go on all sorts of different consoles now and then. Now and then now Much like the Flash, he has to go yeah. fast. Um, yeah, so it's uh, this is a this is a weird time. We just were all on Thanksgiving break over the weekend and and eating lots of food and hopefully playing some games. So I figured we'd start off and just talk about we've actually been playing games for fun. Yeah, possible. What? That's, yes, that's bonkers. I want to talk. I want to talk first. You you've started Assassin's Creed, which is something we I talked about a couple weeks ago. But I haven't jumped started in. Started it. I've gotten really sucked into that, um, which I wasn't really expecting. I, I think I kind of was. I almost like tried to psych myself out of it, where I was like, eh, I don't know. I'm not really an Assassin's Creed guy, but I do love a good pyramid here and there. Uh, but I kind of <laughs> like looked up yesterday. I was like, oh hey, I'm level 20, which I think is about the halfway mark in the yeah, game. I think 40 is the cap. You get yeah. an achievement that's like that's. It's like only 8,800 more points to go for, to max out your stats or something. And I was like, what? Did you tell me the experience? That kind of takes the fun out of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just a gorgeous world. I had a really fun little thing happen to me in there where uh, I, uh, <laughs> I, was, uh, I was coming back from a mission where you had to, you had to get an ox cart. This guy had like, his, his cart stolen. And the, the game has this wonderful feature where it'll just basically go into uh, autopilot mode. Like the, the horses will ride along the roads themselves or they'll just head to a waypoint so you can check your phone or do whatever you need to do. And I was like, ah, I'm all done with the, with the mission. I just got to return this cart to the nearby town. It's great. I'll set the waypoint. I'll just click it in there. And I'll and then I had to go and help uh, help my fiance with the turkey getting in, in, in the oven. And uh, that took longer than anticipated. I came back and I had gone like a third of the way across the map. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole mission was to return this, this freaking cart. So I had to like 
turn back around and sort of just go back again. And I, I've gone through all these areas I hadn't been to. It's like, you discovered five new territories. And I'm like, I didn't do that. It was the oxes. They did that. Um, yeah, but honestly, like, the game is – it's really, really fun. It's got all these bits and pieces from other games that I've loved. It's It's got, like, elements of uh, – I mean, a Far Cry, obviously, but also bits and pieces of kind of uh, like Phantom Pain. And it's got, you know, to release a game the same year as, as Breath of the Wild that involves climbing and not have that climbing feel, uh, I don't know, worse mm-hmm. is impressive. It's just really, it's just the traversal is really fun. And uh, I don't know, it's just freaking gorgeous, too. Yeah, this is, I've loved the Assassin's Creed game since the start. It's like one of my favorite modern franchises. I feel like this one has done a really smart thing about evolving the series after a bit of stagnation. Mm -hmm. And I like Syndicate a lot, but there's so much here that makes it so... It's a more fully formed RPG in a lot of ways. And I love... Like, this living, breathing world feels like what they promised you in the first game finally come to fruition in a Mm -hmm. lot of ways. And I appreciate that finally having that. I mean, I think them taking off last year was the smartest thing they could have done. Like, it it, it, uh, sort of relieved some of that franchise fatigue, but then also, like, they came back to the drawing board and this does feel... This feels like an open world action RPG. This doesn't feel like an action adventure game like you saw there with all the, you know, numbers are popping up and although the loot is the different, you know, the colors du jour of 2017 with purples and golds and everything. Um, but the game, everything about the game is just interesting. The characters are interesting. The settings are interesting. Like, you care about Bayek and Aya, um, you know, more so than, aside from the characters in Syndicate, I've cared about characters in Assassin's Creed in like six installments mm-hmm. or so. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, the thing about this game is you could just you can choose to get lost in the story or like a good open world game you can be like what's that and then you're exploring a pyramid and they're like oh what's that and you find the sphinx and the sphinx is much smaller than you think it would be because apparently that's the sphinx in real life <laughs> like it's oh. only as big as like a, a truck yeah Wait, really? it's like as big yeah. as a semi that's huh. that's not a huge sphinx yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it's it's uh, just really really impressive, and uh, I've also I've kind of been playing it. I've almost been trying not to engage with the story too much. I'm like I kind of want to just run around, uh, but you can't spend I don't know 20 hours with something and not and not take something away from it, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I am playing the entire game wearing this metal cat helmet. It uh, <laughs> is great because it's, it's got it's yeah. Like this, yeah this like echo. So like whenever Bayak talks, he's like yeah. it's just got it sounds like he's in like a little well it sounds like he has a bucket on his head because he <laughs> yeah. sort of does, but yeah. Uh, yeah, they also they totally have like a ton of microtransactions in here that are oh, not even yeah time savers like yeah yeah. But uh, they also they're in there, but they're totally they're not in your face. Yeah, they're fine. Like they're, I've played twenty five hours and I haven't even felt the desire no, to touch it's one. It's the same in all in most recent Ubisoft games. They're just in there. There's that. There's the flipping ox cart. Oh, that's the cart. <laughs> it's stuck. It's stuck. Um, it's yeah, no, it's an adventure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A fun, fun oh, game. There's a there's yeah. a fun little. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My my thing is I and I've loved sort of. Some of the setup of past Assassin's Creed games, I feel like this game, I'm only six or seven hours in, isn't necessarily the best Assassin's Creed game. Like, it's a great game, but in terms of, like, the traversal and the stealth, like, is not the best exciting part to me. To me, it's about leveling up by exploring this world and all these stories that are immersed in there as whereas in past games it was about like how can i climb this tower in an interesting way how can i do that mm-hmm. that's less of a focus for me in yeah. this game but i'm okay with that i don't mind and it does like you said you love the series and it does a lot of like it sets up a bunch of it, it answers where did a bunch of these things come from even if like you don't have a question like it's it, did you ever have a question of why is the assassin's creed symbol like that because i didn't it'll tell you and I'm like, you should well, have watched okay. the movie i'm glad you, oh, no. No, no i'm not gonna do that <laughs> Talk about that. yeah that's not canonical anymore but yeah i think uh i think Assassin's Creed, despite the fact that it's going to sell super well, and it clearly did on NPD last month, uh, I think, especially around IGN, it sort of fell victim of the fact that of the three games released on the 27th, it's the one... 
people weren't talking about the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously we'll get that Wolfenstein in a little bit because there's some news around it. But um, yeah, I have a feeling that as people pick this up, like it was probably super cheap on Black Friday. I think people are going to pick this up for 20 or 30 bucks and then be super pleasantly surprised by how awesome of a it's game it is. It's also just, it's really, it's comfort food in a weird oh, way. Yeah. You know, like it's kind of, I'm, I'm playing it with the difficulty turned down and I'm just kind of running around hitting people with a hammer and just like collecting stuff and riding a horse. And uh I don't know. A lot of the systems are those familiar Ubisoft, like climb the thing, synchronize the bird, or whatever. But there are little, you know, little incremental incremental tweaks here and there that really do kind of move it forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I think is is great is uh, we've got that whole kind of that Ubisoft tower trope of you climb the thing and it unlocks part of the map or whatever. Uh, in this case, it also makes your bird smarter, which I thought was a really nice yeah. touch. So it's like you're able to scan a, a more quickly when you're kind of like uh, scoping out an outpost to see if there are people in there. Scene is awesome. I love yeah. that bird. And it's also like it explains why like. So if you're the this is the birth of the assassins the the actual order the creed yeah. like and you have this bird that you're friends with and your bird was taught to go to the top of the tower and learn a bunch of things it's like oh that explains why there's a bunch of weird birds at the top of every important city on earth in the rest of the games <laughs> it's like they all learned this is the mother bird yeah at the this top the of bird. every tower Senu laid a little egg yeah <laughs> and some of egg. them were like time bombs for like a thousand years it's like yeah. during the French Revolution you will hatch and you will become <laughs> you will become the Assassin's Creed unity I'd watch bird. that Assassin's Creed movie all through the lens of yeah. birds yeah through, the, yeah through the lens of scene New. So a, a new novel. Oh yeah, yeah. Ubisoft. Or, they, they like their teal. birds. They like they like having birds and stuff. Eagle Flight. Yeah. Remember that? Eagle Flight is basically an Assassin's okay. Creed game. Yeah, where yeah. You're yeah. The bird. yeah. 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 Um, now another game that is being played. I'm not sure who Marty. You wrote this little nightmares. Was that you? I did write this yeah. little nightmares. <laughs> you played little nightmares. I replayed it. I replayed, replayed it originally okay. when it came out, and then I replayed it with a friend over the weekend who doesn't play a ton of games, but she's super into horror stuff. And so I was like, well, this is like. It's mechanically like a super simple game. Like you see here, it's a very uh, limbo slash uh, um, God, what inside inside ass game where it's uh, it's a little more three D. Like you're walking like to and from the it's, like there's yeah. a bit of depth to it. I think but. that level of just a little bit of. Uh, yeah, depth is it kind of made it feel more mechanically sound. You've also got like a lighter. You have a lighter, and a lot of times there's because the whole thing is this game is like the most terrifying like child's nightmare I've I've ever seen in the game. Have you, have you guys played this at all? I played this a little bit at TGS last year, okay. and I was just like, "Wow, this is spooky." It's very spooky. I don't play this anymore. I it's really also, want to play. Yeah. It's also like I think Chloe had a long string of tweets about how yes. so much of it is pulled from Spirited Away and mm-hmm. other Miyazaki movies. Um, Max, Uncle I know you played this and love Yeah, what I loved about yeah. it is that it does borrow from Spirited Away and, and bits of other Miyazaki, but it doesn't. It's not on the nose about it. Like right. we get all this stuff that basically feels like bootleg games, um, which is sort of it's kind of weird how that's baked into the history of games. <laughs> you look at like I don't know <laughs> Metal Gear and uh, Contra and stuff like yeah. that. But uh, no, in this case, it's it's almost like like a, a reinterpretive cover song where they've actually they do something interesting with it. It's got this very sort of muddy kind of claymation feel. It feels I think it's a I think it's a Swedish studio that made it. I think so, yeah. Um, but it's got this very, I don't know, it reminds me of like old stop motion films that you'd mm. see on PBS that would give you nightmares as a child, even though they're supposed to be for kids. And you're like, why? why <laughs> yeah, why, it's why? that, like my, my mom grew up in Poland and when I would go back and visit her, she'd have these like, like just books or like albums at, at the house she grew up in. And I'm like, this was for you as a child because <laughs> this is terrifying to me as an mm-hmm. adult. Like, I don't know why this is here. Um, also, a uh, really cool thing is that at no point is it, I think like uh, aggressively uh, gruesome. 
Like yeah. it doesn't okay. yeah. it does a really good job of not being like even even Limbo and Inside do that to a point where I'm like you didn't need to do that. Like the first time I see a little boy get his head ripped off. Yeah, I'm like, that was yeah. A in lot. in yeah. both games, like if you get torn apart by a dog and Inside, you're like, oh, this is yeah. Hurt. But it feels like you kind of. I mean, there's there's definitely stuff in here that's like very yeah. yeah. Like where if you're watching, well, yeah. Videos, I mean, that is a man who you know you'll himself. <laughs> walk into a room and you're like, oh, there's some somebody's feet just hanging there because yeah. you're on the scene of a suicide. But in the same way that you're like this child, you're like it's almost that's not the well, focus at all. But Maybe also handled the wrong way, it, you would have heard just. The the excruciating like pain of the man sure the well crap. also you don't know maybe he's doing pull-ups and it's just very hard to do the last one so he's dangling like, there until he gets the arm strength yeah yeah maybe he's like just hanging out on the ceiling like what yeah. if he fell through <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> he, I could be, yeah you never know sort so of like he slaps to come or like Winnie the Pooh where he gets stuck because he's trying to get all the, the honey and then yeah. he gets stuck because mm-hmm. his, his bottom's too big well so, it does have this very very like picture book kind of feeling to it like it reminds right. me of of you read like Hansel and Gretel or something and there's like a witch who wants to eat children mm-hmm. but first she's gonna bake them and like feed them a bunch and you're like as an adult, you're like, dear God, that is just disgusting. That is an awful, awful thing. But as a kid, you're like, oh, yeah, of course a witch is going to eat you. That's what witches do. They eat the kid. And in this case, there's like these people out there who try to eat you. And it's really, really frightening because this is this kind of like they just they, – they, they'll grab at you. And it's not like you see them rip your head off and, and, and chew your brains up or whatever like a regular video game would show you. It's got this kind of like picture bookish uh, – just simplicity to it, mm-hmm. yeah. But it's, it's like yeah. also a fear of the unknown. Like you don't sure, know what completely. happens, and that's really scary. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what the story is for this, although I did play a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know what it was at the time. Uh, I like the perspective a lot. Yeah. Like of being a kid, like just remembering being a kid. I remember my elementary school, and I remember going back when I was an adult. And it was weird. Oh, yeah. Everything was just small. Tiny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, the desks. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the thing is like you're this little kid, and like clearly, I don't know if you. I mean, you look humanoid, but like nothing in this game is like particularly human human right. but everything is just like that chair shouldn't be that big like i should be bigger than this chair and that's sort of what yeah. i thought like like you said i think you mentioned perfectly or like when i go even go back to my parents house like the way i remembered it everything was bigger and i go back there now and i'm like oh how really like it's this small this is, how, this is what this place is like <laughs> no i mean everyone yeah. loved in uh inside uh, yeah. i would say this game is as good at or as good as or if not like better than inside i, yeah. I loved it so much um yeah, it inside definitely felt, relies more on horror than yeah. inside. Inside oh. felt a lot like Super Limbo, and I thought yeah. Limbo was great, but it was also, I don't know, to play that kind of muted, uh, you're like a little little boy again. Are you the same little boy? I don't know. In this case, there's just it feels like there's just kind of other it, – it's it's surrealist. Like there's a lot of stuff in there that doesn't get explained, and you don't – you kind of just piece it together yourself, and mm-hmm. you can construe your own symbolism from it. But, yeah. uh, but yeah. uh, in a year where it seems like we – Compared to last year where we were talking about Inside and The Witness and Firewatch and Oxenfree, it seems like this year all the games we've been – well, most of the games we've been sort of championing have been big AAA because it has been an incredible year for yeah. stuff like Horizon and Zelda. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's cool that this is one of those games that did come out a couple months ago and I feel like people slept on it. And now there's a couple pieces of DLC which I still haven't played yet, but I think there's like a Game of the Year edition that's pretty cheap too. So highly recommend it. Maybe I'll grab somebody and – Play it. Yeah. yeah, play it with everybody. like a lot of horror games. I think playing with people is, especially if you're like you're sort of afraid of them, is yeah, like a I get better yeah. way. Super scared. I had yeah. to play uh, inside with somebody else. Yeah, like it's okay. not that scary, yeah. but there are parts where it's scary enough mm-hmm. for me to. Oh, totally. Like, yeah, not comfortable playing. Yeah, one of the best experiences I've ever had was playing PT with a group of people, yeah. especially who did who never played yeah. games before. But it's simple enough to understand. That's well, that's, yeah. and that's totally like I, I view. I think we were talking to Mitch over the weekend about how he, how he was playing Until Dawn as a party game. Oh, Until Dawn's great for that. And it was yeah. sort of like a bunch of people 
people like screaming at the TV, and that's how you play. You're playing like you're going to like a super seedy movie theater, and everyone's mm-hmm. a little bit drunk and just screaming at the characters doing stupid things. I think yeah. one of the the fundamental things of of survival horror games is the same thing that makes. Uh, slasher films work is that when you know there's that whole like don't go up the stairs don't go up the stairs when you're playing with like an old survival horror game with like tank controls or something or in a game where you don't actually have any way of defending yourself you panic and you do the wrong thing and you screw up and you're like why am i not going up the stairs why can't i go up the stairs and it's like it it actually translates that feeling of like oh people in horror movies do the wrong thing all the time because people under pressure do the wrong thing Mm -hmm. my favorite Um, spike lee movie yeah do the (laughs) okay (laughs) people under pressure do the right thing This episode is brought to you by Gamefly, the best way to rent or buy your favorite games. It has gotten increasingly difficult to try games before you buy them, but Gamefly lets you take your pick from a library of over 9,000 titles, including the biggest new releases like Assassin's Creed Origins, Call of Duty World War II, NBA 2K18, Madden 18, and many, many more. Gamefly will ship these games to you, and you can keep them as long as you want. There are no late fees or due dates, and shipping is always free. This breaks down to as little as 54 cents a day, which is a lot cheaper than dropping 60 bucks on a brand new game that you can't stand playing. Plus, you don't even have to leave the house. Oh, and they rent movies, too. Normally, a Gamefly trial only lets you check out one game at a time, but if you head to Gamefly.com slash far beyond, you can sign up for a free premium 30-day trial that lets you check out two games or movies at a time. Try it out today, again, at Gamefly.com slash far beyond. Now, Miranda, one game you've been talking about a lot is Doki Doki Literature, Cl- Doki Doki Literature Club. <laughs> this is, full disclosure, this is a PlayStation podcast, but because you're very cool, we're going to allow you to talk about a personal computer game. <laughs> yes. So it's a computer. You can't play this on your PlayStation, any of them. No. Newer- My PS2? <laughs> No. I mean, you could case no, mod yeah. it and put in the innards of a computer. <laughs> yeah. You could, yeah, yeah. If, you're, if you're that fancy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this is a visual novel that I, I want everyone to play. Marty played it. Yes, I love I'm it. I'm so glad yeah. that you loved it. Um, Dan Stapleton is playing it. <laughs> Which, <laughs> Which is, is so thing. fun yeah. to watch. Uh, one thing about this is it's free. You can download yep. it for free on Steam. Yeah. So that's the thing. is It's a PC game, yes, but it's completely free. And it it's, works on Mac. It yeah. works on PC. It works on, cool. you can yeah, I have an underpowered Mac laptop. <laughs> yeah, so it's just like you can play on pretty much anything. It's super well written. And incredibly weird yeah. what it wants to do. So and that's the biggest reason we keep pushing this, especially yeah. if you don't like anime, if you don't like visual novels, if you don't like reading. Yeah. I mean, you're going to read a lot, reading. but yeah. I highly recommend so, it. Now I've heard that it, kind of starting it out, it does, uh, it's sort of conventional at first. Yes. Um, how, how long does it take to get into ooh, it? It is very trippy at first. And that's mm-hmm. obviously intentional. Like I want to do a podcast soon talking about that and how that's effective. Um, but I think for some people, they said it took about them an hour and hour and a half, two hours, depending on how fast you read and get through all these lines. Okay. Um, and so your day to day looks like you go to this club, you have to write some poetry and then you bring back your poetry. Um, that kind of determines which character you're romancing. This is a, is a dating sin yeah. technically. Uh, and then you read poetry from the other girls in the club. And so you just kind of go through that. And then some things happen, and then some real weird things yeah. happen. And so when the writing poetry is actually so, this is yes, this is what yeah. the first probably third ish of the game looks like. It looks like this from a different couple of different points of view. Like I promise you, it gets very different than this. Yeah. So that's the thing too is like why we're so adamant about like recommending. It's like hey, even if you don't like this thing, it's really, really interesting what it tries to do with the conventions of a visual novel, which is just you know going through the motions of reading and like usually has a lot of tropes like. Gosh, so many visual novels are just full of tropes. Yeah. It's bad. And 
this is so good and how it uses that. It seems it's uh, I'm not through it fully yet, but it seems very self-aware of. Yes. The tropes. So like it, it, it understands what it's doing it's, with that. It's kind of in yeah. love with misdirection. Yeah. yeah. So that's hmm. what you need to be prepared for. There are some like very severe content warnings, which I always like to bring up because yeah. they are disturbing and it is. The game actually starts with one, too, of like, yes. it's pretty much please. like, hey, we understand that the game looks like this. This isn't what the game is like. Yeah. So it's like, please just, you know. Yeah. Warning for yourself. Like this is like it's it would be such a disservice of the game to explain the the final two thirds and like why it's so powerful, but just right. like it's it's hard because it's really hard to talk about because yeah. the turning point is just so effective hmm. and like how it's written was so powerful that I just like had to take a few moments for myself to kind of pull myself together, mm-hmm. um, and that's really rare in games for me yeah. it's because especially with visual novels, like a lot of them are written well enough, but this one is just excellent, like understands what it's trying to do with its messaging and generally just in all around. And it's also like as, as silly as it is, like the poetry mechanic I think is really interesting because the way it works is you, so you talk to these girls and you sort of start befriending them and you realize which one you sort of want to go after. And one of them is really in the manga and is like super like light and bubbly. And then there's another one who's, her, her oh, nose is in literature <laughs> and she's sort of like cold and distant. Uh, and so when you're writing po- uh, poems, like you have a list of like, I think it's like 20 words and then you keep choosing which word you want to add to your poem. Right. And that will earn you brownie points towards one of the girls. And so you have to be like, oh, this is like, you know, like if like the word juxtaposition, you're like, well, the one who reads manga probably wouldn't be into this, but maybe the one who's, you know, nose deep in like Russian, a uh, Russian novel would be. And so like you're, you're crafting a poem for lack of a better term. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. After a couple of poems, you get the hang of like, which words correspond. Yeah. To yeah so there's three girls and then, yeah. yeah, some of them cross between both, but then yeah. you'll, you'll figure it out pretty quickly. And just seeing this poem on the screen, um, if you're listening, not watching, you should watch. Yeah. Um, it means so much having already played the game. Yep, I'm just yep, like, yep. oh. Yeah. No, and it's totally like, oh I think, gosh. Max, I think you're specifically going to love it knowing what, yeah. again, without cutting the spoilers, like right. both of us have a similar, very favorite franchise of all time that is clearly associated with PlayStation from a, someone's name who sounds like Schmidt. Lost. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of a and vibe. It totally seems like the kind of thing <laughs> that also, he would be into. I also did love manga and tried to write poetry to impress girls <laughs> in high school. So this speaks. So you're going to love the first third. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, For the yeah, record, it did up. not work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's called the Doki Doki Literature Club. Yes. It is free. Uh, it's four-ish yeah. hours. Three hours, four hours. And they, uh, and how fast you read, really. Like, yeah. like five hours. And they, and I'm a slow reader. So. They did not pay us off to uh, to plug their game because <laughs> no. they are not charging for it. And that <laughs> is a really I, good business. I saw a fun tweet that was like, hey, it's uh, free this weekend. Like, it's free all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so it's, if you like this game, also encourage you guys to go maybe... Throw some money that yeah. game's way because cool. they have like a fan pack that has like a vis- or art book and some like extra cool. character art. Yeah, stuff. it's just funny seeing the cascade of like every one of the UK teams just played it, and then seeing like Krupa and Gav and and yeah. Rory falling in love with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we wouldn't be I talking know. about it if it wasn't something special. Yep. Uh, on the note of uh, the once the games where the the Japanese teenagers got to go to school and do clubs <laughs> and stuff, uh, we talk about Persona Five. Hey, yeah, <laughs> so, we are. Hello, Jonathan. <laughs> Where's Andrew? Maybe, yeah, I know. Surprise. <laughs> hello. Right oh, it's, it's Andrew Junior. Like How's it going? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh my God, I can't stop playing Persona Five, which I never thought I'd say those words. Having sat next to Andrew for a year and a half, I thought the exact I, same thing. Yep, it's so strange because I kind of was resilient just of how in love with it he was. I was like, I probably like can't get into it because I know he loved the series from earlier entries too, uh, and I know that they're sort of separated one to the other. But man, do I love just like the style of this game, the plot, the mechanics, like everything about it hooked me from minute one, even though the first 10 hours is basically the tutorial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's so engaging. 
and I like I'm 30 hours in. It's been maybe a week and a half. Huh. I don't want to stop. Like I yeah. don't want to be here right now. Sorry. Yeah. I want to go be at home and oh, play Persona Five. Yeah. Best feeling. Yeah. yeah. And I haven't. I have not. Like I've liked a lot of games this year, but I have not been glued to a game like this in at least a year. Two yeah. Years. It just like, sort it of really has everything me. going for it in terms of its style. Is it's like a very singular. Like this is what we're trying to do, and it comes across in the art style, in the yeah. UI choices, in the music, and it all feeds into that one thing. Music. And its so battle cool. system is incredible. Yeah. Like the battle system just feels as good as a you know turn-based RPG has in maybe ever. And then all like once you get sort of out of the first dungeon and the game opens up, like the time management and social management aspect of the game is again like if you've ever liked not only a Persona game but a dating sim or something like Animal Crossing or like something where you're like I have X amount of time, what do I do with it? What do I want to pursue? Um, it all feeds into that and super killer story like really interesting subplots amazing characters amazing Mm. side characters yeah it it feels like a season of a tv show that's like very smartly split up across like a calendar year sort of thing and as you're going through each palace which are like the main areas where you're fighting it's yeah i love the the battle system because it has this brilliant thing of like you can just fight or you can try to essentially there's like a pokemon capturing mechanic with the enemies and you can steal their powers or you can also hold them up for money yeah Yeah. you can mug the enemies like you have all these options so you can smartly play through a palace for a day and say like oh i really need money to get new weapons so i'm just going to go to a lower tier level for now and fight a bunch of enemies to get money or maybe i need to level up like there are all these options that you can do there and that that's mirrored so smartly in the day-to-day of just like mundane living of do i go work this job do i go read a book do i go flirt with this girl in class i love hi on that's that's something i (laughs) classic uh that's something i love about about this is that it does have that balance between like real real life day-to-day life totally normal mundane stuff and this kind of fantastical thing because so often i think in uh, a lot of anime and you know JRPG stuff, you it just it just goes overboard and it just gets completely like so far fetched. Which is, I think, what really pulled me into Final Fantasy fifteen was the the food mm-hmm. and just the the sort of road trip mechanic. And you're like, oh, this yeah. is grounding me. Like this is stuff yeah. that I do. I understand mm-hmm. this. Um, but yeah, that's really cool. That's uh, that's when, what's hooked me about it. When is... did you? When do you think it clicked? Like when do you think you really? So the the dumb thing is, it clicked for me immediately because the intro. If you just let the cinematic play is so like cool like it, it captures the style of the game and the music and the look of it instantly mm. i was like oh i'm into this and it was that dumb thing of that happened to me with kingdom hearts is it the skating uh, intro yes so yeah. that was uh done by one of the people that did yuri on ice not oh, surprising really? yeah, yeah that makes sense um it's such a good intro and it just kind of was like oh i want to watch this intro 20 times because it's cool and great and i did that and then i played and it took probably maybe three or four hours but i was like oh, okay, like, this is where it's going. This is sort of the ideas that are opening up. And, like, I loved being able to realize, like, oh, I do that thing in real life, so that's kind of how my character is acting here. That's why I'm, like, leaning towards that friendship or, like, that line of work or whatever. I need to jump back into that. It's, I love it so much. It reminds me of cool, like, it just exerts cool in the same way Cowboy Bebop does, where I'm just like, everything about this is cool. You all look so cool. Mm -hmm. You sound so cool. The editing is so cool. Like, yeah, I, so I have everyone in Christmas outfits right now for the holiday. That's and the coolest. Okay. Morgana, Aww. Morgana, excuse me, Morgana. Uh, Morgana is in a little snowman suit. It's a Yeah, no. uh, it's great. Aww. And also, if you're wondering, the reason we're we're talking about a lot of stuff like this is because uh, by the time the next episode goes up, or we record the next episode, all of our Game of the Year nominees will be out. So we've had a big <laughs> meeting. We've, we've we've locked down not only what the main ten nominees are, but with uh, each platform, and then a bunch of different genres and mechanical stuff. And so we sort of all of us have a bunch of home work we have to do and, and so much homework. catch up on stuff yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, i feel bad for putting down persona like i've played the intro three times now which is so funny I play it you're in one Japanese. of the biggest 
people yeah. are Golden fans. Yeah, and they played in Japanese once on a stream, and no, four times. Uh, once on oh, my man. own, and then I had to restart because I lost my save. Yeah, I can imagine and why so, you wouldn't have gotten <laughs> yeah. back into yeah. it. Yeah, I was just like, sense. oh, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Um, no, I, I did this thing, and I realized I've done this with so many games that I adore, uh, where I fall in love with the game or sink a bunch of time into it and then just have to move on to the next thing. Yep. Yeah. And that happened with uh, Phantom Pain. It happened with Witcher. It happened with, uh, I want to say Final Fantasy XV, but like these huge games where it's like there's, you know, you need to take a break you mm-hmm. need to, or else something comes up and you need to go back to it. But I think I, I, I'll do that thing where I'm like, I'll think back to it and it's not quite nostalgia, but it's mm-hmm. more like, Ooh, yeah, that sounds it's like good. Longing. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, Ooh, I miss how good that was. Yeah. And so. Persona has really smart breakpoints in it. If you mm. want, because of the way the palaces and everything is sort of structured. So if you want to take a break, I can see that like working pretty well for you. That's yeah. one of the reasons I'm kind of sad this isn't on Vita. Like I understand why yeah. I think it shouldn't be mm-hmm. played on Vita, just because it is so grand in its visuals. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like, dang it, I could take It'd my Vita with me time. everywhere and mm-hmm. just. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what and you know. Me. Any game where you're grinding, like on the go, is sort of the way to do it. Or mm-hmm. portable. And then having something on in the background, like yep. you know, watching the Punisher, sort of like zoning out to it in the background and then grinding yeah. for a game. Like that's how I'm playing Mario and getting a bunch of moons that way to where it's like, all right, I can sort of just like zone out, get a bunch of stuff while watching. Yeah, because like, yeah. I mean, I love I love when RPGs have like wonderful deep stories, but the reality is there's also usually like, oh, you've got to go and harvest seashells or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's animal You're crossing. playing a lot of Pocket yeah, Camper, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Um. So speaking of things that are portable and are on Vita, uh, another great game that came out, much like um, Doki Doki Literature Club that was very weird and kind of screwed with people's expectations, is Undertale. Yes. And you have in your hands, Miranda, the collector's edition. The Vita collector's edition. Vita Ooh. collector's edition. Yeah, I bought it on Vita. Vita lives. I already had it uh, digitally on PS4 and I, of course, had it on PC forever. And so I was like, ah, oh, yes, I must get this on Vita now. Yeah. Um, this isn't new. Like This this is just the second shipment of a collector's edition because I didn't pre-order it fast enough to get um, the September shipment or and whatever this is, it is. This is through Fangamer? Yeah, so this collection, if you love Undertale, please buy this. It is incredible. It was way cheaper than it should have been. I think it was like maybe 60 or $70. It comes with maybe. so much stuff. Yeah, like it has a... Okay, I'm not open this. We have an unboxing, but I want to open this anyway because I just got it and I'm really excited. I really <laughs> wish we got more collector's editions that came out after the game existed, you know? Yeah. yeah. When people already like actually appreciate it as it's opposed a, to this this like rushed pre-order thing. Right, it's like, hey, you love this thing. Now you can give the studio that you loved for making this more money because yeah. you want them to have money to make more cool things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it comes with this really incredible locket that plays one of the main themes yeah well, and it, the good thing it here is cry we were doing it's an heavy. unboxing and what is partially an audio show but yeah. one of the things in the box let's get that out of here let's do the, okay. let's play the music okay. box so people who are only listening you'll get to hear what the the collector's edition sounds uh, like. locket yeah. sounds like but uh <laughs> yeah so then of course you have the cartridge who but it also has like this really pretty golden book art book um and then it also has a sticker of the annoying dog Ooh. this is very good. the annoying dog yeah That's so sad. That's just the saddest music. Aww. So we uh, we talked about this game a couple times on the show. Like we had Kelly on last year talking about it. But like, what for people who don't might not know what Undertale is? So now that it's available on PS4 and Vita. Yes. Yeah, so under Undertale is a. I'm just getting like emotional. <laughs> um, Undertale is a bullet hell adventure game where you are a child that falls into the world of monsters that's kind of below the surface and they've been trapped down here ever since man and monster went to fighting and they lost the battle and got shoved underground. Um, and what is happening is 
these monsters are trying to kill any human that comes in. And so, like, you're at risk. You fall into this safe zone. And uh, this mom and goat takes care of you well, until you have to fight her and get well, out. Well, you're just summarizing it. You're not really describing it as a game. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, t- I'm telling the story. Summary, okay. Summarizing the story. So then, like I said, it's a no bullet hell. No, I'm not, I'm Is it a bullet hell? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you have to dodge a bunch of stuff. Can't you also just not dodge some of the stuff, though? So... I mean, you can die, yeah. <laughs> but, okay. but I mean, um, so some you of can, the mechanics. So are... the mechanic. This is where we get to it. Um, you can choose to fight the monsters you find, or spare them. You can just be friends. Um, you can play however you want. Like, I don't really want to go into like all of the paths because that's a really big part of it. And I know a lot of people got spoiled on it, and it's it sucks. But going into this game fresh, not really knowing a ton about it, aside from like the summary and like mechanics, um, is really the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I went in fresh and learned so much and was affected so much by how smart this game is um it pays attention to how you play mm. and that was kind of the first time i had experienced it in a game uh it's a tough thing about recommending games like this is that i feel yeah. like with a movie or with an album or a song it's like hey did you check this movie out and you're like no i haven't heard of it i'm like oh it's this, a super incredible horror movie just watch it it's 90 minutes yes yeah, so it's and, like this in doki doki literature club it's just like i can't tell you everything because yeah. and it's not a like it's it's an active commitment that i mean doki doki is relatively short but like games right. are longer than a movie or longer than an album or longer than a song so it's like it's hard to recommend <laughs> it without going into it and just being like shut up and watch this shut up and play right this. Yeah. this is the first game that i played that i felt like i immediately needed to replay it i've mm. played this four times this will be my fifth time um, how long? How long does it take to play through it? That's another question. Ooh, yes. you can't see the bottom necessarily. I but. don't know. Okay, because I play one really slow and I collect everything. Okay, and yeah, that's about it. Okay. I, I do everything. Right. So it took me maybe like ten hours eight, more, or less ten, eight to ten hours. Yeah, my first playthrough. I played first. I was less collecting focus than you, I think, and I yeah. played probably in like seven, maybe. Six to seven, so yeah, well, is it not bad for your first time if you're just I mean running through? And it yeah, is a little bit, a little bit grindy too, right? Right, there's a lot of secrets, there's lots, lots of grinding, lots of items to collect, um, and just like fun puzzles that you can find are totally optional. Um, like I said, this is a game that you will want to replay. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to, but I highly <laughs> recommend it to like get essentially a true ending, hmm. um, and it is absolutely worth your time. Yeah, this sits right along for the, in the last. Get on your Vita. Grab that on Vita, yeah. Uh, so I can watch like, Punisher with Marty. <laughs> I already finished I Punisher. I don't want to watch Punisher. Anyway. I finished. She's got to have it. You can't watch that with me either. Okay. Well, we'll find another Netflix show that you haven't watched all of. Girl we'll Boss. Together. You finished. Girl I finished Girl Boss. Uh, I love Girl Boss. Have you guys seen? Um, there's a lot of anime. <laughs> Can okay. recommend some? We'll, we'll yeah. we'll oh yeah, there's there's anime later. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, stick around, folks. There will be anime later. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, I'm bringing it with me wherever I go. Right. Film. There, there will be, be anime. Um, so one game that we are uh, talking a lot about in the game of the year discussions is Wolfenstein Two: The New Colossus. People are loving this game, um, and you should check it out by playing the demo <laughs> that is available. It's the opening mission, uh, and it it's. It lets you transfer your save. That's as why doesn't every Pray. literally every game ever just yep. do this? Pray yeah, didn't remember do when it this when used to be a thing? This used happen. to be a thing. Yeah. Well, this, like this is so smart just to have a demo, especially for a game that was released at a time when so many other big games came out. It's like, hey, if you missed Wolfenstein two because you picked up Assassin's Creed or you had Mario or something else, or you're still playing the thousand games that yes. came out before. Yeah, like yep. here's a chance to try it out with no pressure. And like that was such a big thing of the 360 PS3 era that I missed. Like I, I bought. Bioshock because I played that demo and got to a point and I was like, oh my god, I need this game. But did the saves even transfer over back no, then? No, but yeah. I was okay with that. At the very but least, like you could try it and be like, hey, the first hour is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I'll replay it. Whereas this is like, you're going to finish the opening and mm-hmm. then you're if you, digitally, you can just hit a button and give them your money and then you have it. 
and it was cheap over the weekend. It was thirty bucks. I imagine it's going to keep going. You know, having moments where it's down in price like that. Like uh, Destiny's Two is also doing a very similar thing where they're opening up a couple story missions and then a bunch of multiplayer stuff, yeah. and you can try it for free. And then if you want to buy it, like that's your character. Like. All that's of that progress so still, yeah. still transfers over. It's not like you know when you have a beta weekend, you're like, well, do I want to sink a ton of time in this game? Because yeah. ultimately, it's just like you know pouring coins down a drain. Because which is fun, it but it's not but pouring it's coins. Not, it's not a game, really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For some of us, you know those like wishing wells where, where it spins. It's, yeah, that's, that's what it's yeah. called. Just, you gotta, what if you got a lot of wishes? You really want to go find a, just a <laughs> what big street, I just wanna, street I, drain. I want to throw nickels at Pennywise. No. Now another Wolfenstein news. This is this is hilarious. So for those of you not in the know, uh, in Germany, uh, Nazi imagery is censored heavily. And in Wolfenstein, there are just a lot of Nazis that you have to kill. So they had to do some tweaks to that game. Uh, And so there's like a censored version that was released in Germany where uh, all mentions of Nazis are removed. The swastikas are all covered up or whatever. I think they're just X's or something. Uh, And then uh, Hitler's in there, but they take away his mustache and he's also not Hitler. He's just a bad guy. I'm a... I am floored to figure out how they walked around this. I don't like. Yeah, there is. It's not a spoiler to say there is a uh, Hitler's in the game, and he's like at a port. Like, if he's not Hitler, what's he doing? Hey, if, if, <laughs> like, if Justice just, League can pull it off with mustache technology, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> well, I'm just like, you can remove his mustache. That's fine. But like, if you're not Hitler, what are you yeah. doing here? So yeah, this is this is also. Um, this is just very funny. Uh, apparently, it's like very, like really serious in in Germany. Sure, where if you're yeah. even like importing anything that has like Nazi stuff on it, it's it's a it's an issue. So Bethesda, it's not like uh, Bethesda's like, oh, we're putting out a censored version. It's kind of like, oh, if we want to release this game at all and not be fined, right. here it is. Uh, meanwhile, the game wasn't released in any form in Israel, which is sort of interesting. Uh, and some fans of the series uh, who were based out of Israel were like, that's kind of weird. Uh, we we kind of hate Nazis here. Uh, we'd sort of be cool to you know play a game where you shoot them. Uh, they released what they're calling sort of indie DLC, which is called Wolfenstash: The New Censorship. The best name, uh, and it's just a free Unity browser game. But basically, you go down this long hallway that's just nothing but different portraits of Hitler. Uh, and there's all these signs that pop up and they kind of explain the whole scenario and they kind of walk you through it. It takes, I don't know, it takes you like five minutes to play through or whatever. And then you wind up in this big arena that's just full of swastikas and a picture of Hitler. But Hitler's mustache keeps flying off in waves and <laughs> attacking you. So there's like little mustaches that just come at you and explode. And then there's slightly larger ones that fly off and will shoot smaller. Mu- Again, this is just a little black rectangle with like hair texture on it. Uh, and then there's a really big one that'll hop around. So you're fighting these different types of Hitler mustache enemies uh, with a gun that has a Star of David for the um, the crosshair. That's amazing. This also uh, totally seems like a thing that they would have just put in Wolfenstein. Yeah. yeah. Like, this totally seems on brand. Secret like, minigame. In, in the first game, like you could take a nap in your base and you have a nightmare where it's just Wolfenstein 3D. And the same thing in this one, like there's an arcade cabinet in your home base where you could play Wolfenstein and BJ will be like, that's not realistic. It's like, well, yeah. That's you. I mean, I think that's <laughs> love that it's it gets weird and complicated and, and political and uh i mean the whole concept of sort of censorship in the age of the internet is a, a complicated one mm-hmm. uh but i love that they made they did this kind of in good fun you know and it's mm-hmm. like hey it's wolf you totally definitely had fun with it too yeah. yeah i mean it's also funny that like i we talked about this like a month or two ago the game's marketing is definitely political and it was definitely smart and leaning in towards modern events the game itself isn't political because the nazis and the kkk are the bad guys like that's not a political statement that's just that's they're the bad guys mm-hmm. that's it like that's like being like those zombies i'm like no the zombies i'm not sympathizing with the zombies like they're they're the bad guys like but um, what if we are the walking people, dead yeah. <laughs> uh, vice did a wonderful uh video segment on this where they kind of just dug into the whole like the marketing of uh of wolfenstein and they talked to pete hines who's yeah. the, the head of, of pr for bethesda and he's like he's he's awesome i love this dude he's so just like just no bull- 
Um, I mean, in spite of the, all the bullshit he has to do for his job as a PR person. Uh, but they went and talked to him, and he's got this wonderful, just like Boston accent. And uh, they were like, "So, are you, have you thought about like people who uh, maybe are, uh, are are Nazis being offended by this games?" And he goes like, "So what? Those guys." <laughs> yeah, there's a line, there's one line where he's like. They're like, you know, the hornet's nest, you're kicking it kind of with this. And he's like, yeah, but the hornet's nest is full of Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I'll kick so the nest. Yeah. Super funny to check that out. I mean, it's honestly just the it's the fact that it's a topic of a conversation is uh, there's a reason for that. Yeah. You know? But it's also, um, it's just such an incredible, incredible shooter with an amazing campaign. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, we're the, you know, the past couple of weeks we've been talking about loot crates and microtransactions and sort of the, the overcomplification oh, yeah. of the industry. Uh, this is a game that is very simple where you purchase it, you get the campaign. If you want, you can play the, the DLC solo missions as it comes out. But if you want to support awesome, gorgeous, smart, Campaigns, yeah. Wait, Doki Doki Literature Club. Also, play, play that. That's free as hell. No, yeah, yeah. but no, for I mean, sure. We'll yeah, that's the thing. Is literally every game. I guess aside from uh, AC, I guess no. There's microtransactions in no. There's Persona. Uh, oh, Persona, really? Yeah. Are there in Persona? I mean, you oh, can buy a bunch oh, of costumes. Yeah. Uh, it's the plus only. DLC, yeah. It's the only game where I've ever bought cosmetic DLC because Ooh. I could buy all the Catherine uniforms. <laughs> and then I bought them, and I was like, "Wait, you're not the characters from Persona. I want to go back." <laughs> Did you just cosplay on as a character from Catherine? I mean, that's that, that was it. That but it's like weird because she's wearing like her her nightgown, which is what Catherine wears. Don't they have some the of them free? Like some of the outfits are free. A bunch of stuff is free. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and you can get. Uh, and it's cool because you can also buy all the outfits from Persona One, Two, Three, Four, yeah. from like Hugh and Dancing All Night. It has, didn't Dancing All Night like that? Too. Didn't yeah. Andrew do the math that it comes out if you buy it all? It's like some really absurd amount of money for little fake anime. Clothes. He didn't do. He, he didn't all. do the math. He looked at his credit card. <laughs> oh, true. Oh. He looked at why he couldn't buy dinner. He probably expensed it. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, it's it's it really weird though that um I was I saw uh Walt Williams who we had on the show who wrote uh the Star Wars Battlefront 2. So I don't want to say it too loud otherwise people no. will get mad at oh, me no. for saying the name of it. Uh but he was talking mm-hmm. about how uh gamers typically don't understand the difference in what it costs to produce like digital goods versus physical ones mm-hmm. and you know, a $200 collector's edition that comes with a plastic statue and an art book or whatever is like, yeah, they don't bat an eyelash because there is that physical component. But then uh, the cost of making, uh, you know, an entire high-res costume for a character is also a very expensive thing, though there's no actual physical component to it. Uh, and Still I mean, to pay people. It's yeah, price. exactly. Yeah. Well, and the nicer games start to look, the harder that is. Like, you're not mm-hmm. just like swapping colors or anything. Like, you're creating a brand new thing that has its own set of rules and physics and, mm-hmm. and yeah, manipulation. I think that they should have like low res DLC that's cheaper. I think it's just like like they had, I don't know, like PS1 era Snake is the like, SD and HD yeah, DLC. Like, right. 480p costume. Yeah, you could yeah. get the old, it's like in Rise of the Tomb Raider, I think you could get. Polygonal. Oh, it's across. awful. Yeah. It's awful. I know. Looking. I think some people oh. want that. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I, started, I played like through one mission where uh, Lara is uh, big head mode, low poly PS1 oh. graphics, and he's oh, leaving yeah. a rainbow trail behind her. Oh, no. And it was just awful. It was like playing like a bad, like a, one of those bootleg like Android games. Yeah. <laughs> I was this playing isn't the real thing. Uh, I guess I won't go into spoilers. I was playing a recent game over the weekend, and there's a thing where you can get a, a costume that looks like that era of games. And yeah. I was like, this is going to be great. This is how I'm going to play. And I would like ran like 30 feet. I'm like, I hate this. I hate this. I want to go back. You know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, I don't like this. This makes me uncomfortable. Um, all right, so uh, here's a big piece of news. This is a bummer for a lot of people. After uh, almost a decade, uh, Sony is shutting down Demon Souls servers. Um, so February 28th, 2018, they will, they will, they will be dead, and you can't <laughs> go back and get all the loot back from them. But that, you know, 
I, I never played Demon Souls. Somebody else might <laughs> <up. laughs> no yeah. You only have yeah. you only have two months. Actually, yeah. no, that's not true. I uh, I I got it when I was on PS Plus, and I was like, I'm gonna try to run through it as fast as I can. And I got like three rooms in, and then just got immediately killed. And I was like, Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. <laughs> yeah, I thought this is how it's gonna end. Yeah, uh, yeah, this is interesting because obviously uh, Demon Souls was the the precursor to the Dark Souls trilogy. Uh, that was the game that put From on the map and Miyazaki on the map. Uh, and it's it does similar online stuff. I think of it in the same way that Dark Souls and Bloodborne does. Um, but it's it's sad because this is a community that like this you know this was an early PS3 game and it hasn't really been re released or remastered. Like it's yeah. not like Dark Souls three or two or Bloodborne that you could play on a PS4. Did it ever get a, P- a PC release? Uh, no, this one never got because oh, this man. one was uh, published by Atlas in. I think this was Atlas in the U.S., but Sony published it in Japan. Mm. I think that was the way. So, like, technically, I don't think it can come to anything else because, like, Sony still has its thumb on it in certain regions. Um, I mean, it could come to PS4, clearly, which part of me still thinks that, you know, if they're not going to announce, if FromSoft's not going to, like, go to PSX or E3 and be like, here's our new game, then they're going to be like, Demon Souls Remastered for PS4. And so maybe that would be like, well, these servers are going down, but they're going back up next year when this thing comes out. <laughs> um, and mostly the interesting thing about this is like, well, yeah, like you'll still be able to play the game. You just won't be able to do any of the PvP or P- PvE. But there's one very like memorable mechanical thing that um, – are the statute of limitations up on this game? Yeah. They're, yeah, they're shutting down the servers. Spoilers for a, <laughs> Spoilers. For a uh, stop. If you, you are still going to do this, I guess, yeah, in theory, you can only do this in the next few months. Um, you would sort of, you, you'd appear into another player's game and you'd be the boss in their game and you didn't realize that. Or a, a, a character would appear in your game, you would fight them, you didn't realize that you were fighting a human character. You thought you were still fighting an AI boss. And then later on, you would when you hit that point in the game, you would be summoned into another player's game. And so you're like, holy crap. Oh, that boss was another person. And that's so cool. It's like yeah, when you, really- if you were playing Journey and didn't realize those were other people, mm-hmm. you're like, oh no, everyone what? you saw. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> I never played Journey. Oh, oh, you no. never played Journey? Oh my God. <laughs> Don't play Undertale a sixth time. Sorry, play Journey. Priority. Good I'm lord. I'm telling him, but also. I'm going to tell Sam to assign you with the Journey, journey It takes three hours. <laughs> Just do it. It's I keep not forgetting scary. about uh, it. I keep forgetting. Good Lord Miranda, don't like, forget it exists. Oh, yeah, Journey. Uh, <laughs> That's a game I need to play. Uh, <laughs> but no, like uh, this is this is fun to think about. There's because it's not you can still play the game. Yeah. Like, you can still play mm-hmm. the the main most bulk of, of it. Yeah, uh, you just can't do that one segment. I'd be curious if that just if that just gives you an error. Maybe or they'll just... have like an update for a workaround. Like I doubt yeah. it. Yeah. But... Yeah, I just don't know. Maybe they'll just turn it into an AI because, or maybe there was an AI component of it because right. chances are, if you're playing the game oh, now. Yeah you're not going to be instanced into someone else playing the game. Like, well, you know I mean, there's probably yeah. not enough people that are both going to be at that Concurrent. point. True. Yeah. 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 Right. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That's uh, really that, interesting. And that didn't require a constant online connection anyway. Right. No, I don't think. Okay. So. Yeah. No, so so there's, they, probably, they, yeah. there's probably an offline worker. Right. Yeah. Oh, to totally. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and also there was, we didn't put it on here, but another piece of small, interesting, uh, from news is that, Two and a half years later, someone discovered a new Bloodborne enemy. God, I love that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, oh. And it was an enemy that they had shown originally during a PSX demo before the game came out. And it was this like big sort of weird troll thing with these firearms. And then no one found it in the game and assumed it was just like cut. But then someone, it turns out you had to roll a very specific chalice dungeon. And like no one had done that in two and a half years. And a dude was finally playing the game and was like, oh, I rolled this very specific dungeon. And look, it's that guy. He's back. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> how the designer feels about that. Finally, it's like someone yeah. has finally yeah. found that. Finally, my game. fire troll waifu <laughs> is back. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, no. Lady on. Oh, no. Lady on. <laughs> That's awesome. 
Um, so here's this is a weird piece of news. Uh, <laughs> Epic Games uh, is suing a 14 year old boy for cheating at Fortnite, uh, and this is a problem for a lot of different reasons. Uh, basically, he, he used uh, he used an aimbot, um, which is you know you you. I, I guess you the aim chat. Yeah, you pay. Yeah, you, you download AOL Instant Messenger and then you uh, you talk to Smarter Child on there. Um, <laughs> oh my best friend from my childhood. <laughs> yeah, <of course. laughs> um, but no, basically, like this kid was. I, I think he paid either just installed like a mod to the game that oh, made yeah. it so he was better at it. Uh, and Epic is responding not by finding where he got the aimbot and shutting that down, but going after this one individual specifically. Uh, Unfortunately, they have uh, incurred the wrath of his mother, uh, who's sort of like, uh, hey, uh, it says here on the fine print that um, minors aren't supposed to play the game without the permission of their parents, and uh, I didn't get permission for this, so uh, uh, you can't sue us. And also, uh, I think, what is it? It's like, uh, in Delaware, it's illegal to like reveal the name of a minor in a lawsuit. And they totally <laughs> did that. So they're kind of like, Oh yeah, if Molly uh, Weasley taught us anything. Yeah, right. Don't yeah, cross a mother. No, she yeah. wrote this whole like statement. It was just like, oh wow, okay. Yeah. Go totally. for you, mom. Yeah. Also, yeah. ground your child. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. Um, also, don't yeah. sue children. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what I feel the like there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of parties at wrong here. Yeah. Kid also, yeah. he oh, the uploaded the a YouTube sucks. He uploaded like, a YouTube video of it, and Epic contacted him. And was like, please take it down. And he's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, all right, we're gonna sue you. Sounds like a 14 year old. I was like. Yeah, I like totally. to think that Epic also has a 14 year old working in their like legal department. <laughs> two kids having this like, very public flame war. This is He's my business. It's just Cheetos. Business. Um, but no, like the really the really interesting thing here, uh, aside from just decisions being made, is that if you dig down into it, um, when you've got a free to play game that relies on either microtransactions or people to actually play the game by the rules to do stuff, uh, that's that is kind of a bad thing, you know. Like I feel like if it's just multiplayer and you're just you're just competing for points or whatever, it's cheating and it still sucks. Uh, and if it's a, a single player game and you're cheating, then you're just I don't know you're unlocking God mode or whatever. But when you're playing a game that is free and online, then stays online because of you know the nasty word microtransactions. It's sort of like is that stealing to to cheat to get that stuff faster? Like I feel I, I know that people are very mad at. Yeah. I feel like you guys are mad at me. For no, 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 no. I, I just think it's a weird. I think it's a weird gray area. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I'm. I hate that they haven't learned from the the mistakes of the early 2000s and people getting sued for Napster and stuff and and the whole anti piracy thing. I think it's maybe whipping out the legal big guns first is the wrong way to do it. By all means, ban the kid. Whatever. Yeah, that's usually the first thing people go to. I yeah. think because there are a lot of free to play games out there, and usually they just ban people who cheat. Yeah, yeah. and then that's done. And yeah. I mean, I yeah. imagine when there is like that, and there's always been that kind of, uh, I don't know, you look at like uh, Blizzard games and there's that gray area of like people reselling like gold farming and stuff and people yeah. selling gear off yeah, the side. Yeah, that happens and, in a lot of things. Yeah, or like yeah. giving your account over for $200 for two days and someone will just play it nonstop. I remember when, was it was it Dota? Maybe something, maybe it was Dota or League, but I remember playing against a bot when it should not have been a bot. Like it's supposed to be like a PvP match. Yeah, yeah and... They were just acting weird. It's like, what is happening? Yeah, and so like, you can just tell, like, when something is programmed or something to play, and it's just like, this is not right. That's yeah, like, that's weird. Yeah, yeah, that, that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, if it was Dota, I forget which game yeah. it was. Yeah, I mean, in terms of like free to play games and all weird. the microtransactions, like we're getting into that point where things are going to come under legal scrutiny. I mean, like we've seen lawmakers in a few European countries. We've seen lawmakers in Hawaii who are saying they're talking to people in other states in the U.S. Like this is we're sort of at like the mm-hmm. tipping point of it where that's going to become the 
touch point. Yeah, I mean, well, the second that real money starts becoming like, or funny money starts becoming real money, then it's like, I mean, you get people selling selling swag on eBay that they're like, they're like, oh, I got a bandana in, in PUBG. Like, you want to buy? I mean, it people do that. It's, yeah, because yeah. it's, it's like money. with yeah. with uh, Dota. New, yeah. There's a seven hundred and fifty dollar bunny. Don't you have that bunny? Oh, I don't. I wish I did. I thought you were trying to get that bunny. I wanted it, but it's okay. too much. Don't fund me for the bunny. <laughs> I only have three hundred dollars in Dota bucks right Go now, guys. Me. Um, but then it's it's funny because you also have cryptocurrencies and stuff like Ethereum and, and Bitcoin and stuff floating around there. So it's like maybe oh crap, maybe money was never real to begin with, and we're all just like. Well, right I think the government's here. now interested in it because they're like, how do we tax this? Yeah, yeah like, exactly. that's mostly what it is. Like, yeah. I don't care that it's happening. Yeah. But they're like, how do we make money off? Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I hear I hear Fortnite's uh, doing okay over there. They got that uh, that PUBG version. That they also, made. I think Fortnite's doing insanely well, which is funny for a game that we'd been previewing for like four and a half years, and you know, mm-hmm. it was coming out earlier this year. And we're like, was, finally, no one no one's gonna care. Everyone's just playing PUBG. It was literally the first Unreal Four game announced. Yeah, and that was 2011. They got wow. showed off. Yeah. And then, so it's out, and then they did their free battle royale mode. And so they are going to stop that fourteen-year-old from <laughs> fucking it up for everybody else. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's that's really all the, the news. One to <laughs> democracy. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I feel like we had a good time hanging out and chatting there, guys. Did. You got a little mad at the end about the about the man what? and the system? Oh, the man. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's all it's all terrible. What, There's what a lot to be angry about. Yeah, most yeah. of it's terrible. It's great stuff too, though. I got a dog. It's pretty cool. Your dog's wonderful. Yeah, he's a good. Your dog's boy. the best dog I know. Yeah, thanks, oh, guys. My sister know that. Yeah, I'm gonna go home and she pat him. Really, my sister. <laughs> uh, we have a bunch of exciting stuff coming up in the pipeline, such as uh, I think next week we'll probably talk about game of the year stuff. Can we talk about our PSX plans? Because I don't oh, yeah. even know what we're doing. We can. Uh, we can't reveal a very specific time yet, but uh, we four twenty. I don't even know. If nice. We can. I don't think I was looking at we the right doing, camera there. I was looking at the wrong one. <laughs> we, <laughs> I the wrong one, too. Uh, the full Beyond crew, us and uh, Andrew and Alana and, and Brian. And Bri- we'll just take her. Well, yeah, we'll and, buy. And Brian. Hey, do you want to go hang out We're all, we're all yeah. going to be down in Anaheim for several of the days, and we're going to do a very special Beyond thing that we could talk about very soon. Uh, follow us all on Twitter and everything. We'll have details about that. But um, we'll be around. I think we're organizing a little meetup thing. Maybe the thing will be called 500. Maybe it won't. Who knows? It doesn't matter. Numbers are a human construct. They don't actually exist. Yeah, just like money at bitcoins. Anyway, Man, why are you so angry at <laughs> cryptocurrency? I don't know. They're weird. My roommate, my roommate. I think he quit his job, and now he just listens to cryptocurrency podcasts. <laughs> and I'm like, is this a how? What happens when rent comes? Because I'm giving you money, and then where does that go? Mm. I have a JPEG. Can I? F- yeah, I don't understand I don't how think, that yeah, works. That makes no sense. Yeah, I'll, huh. I'll buy that JPEG. What's it of? <laughs> Marty. Oh, <laughs> how high resolution is it? 480p. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's an improvement over the real thing. No, oh, it's it's uh, the GoldenEye model, model of Marty. Um, all right, so yeah, that's the show. If you want to check out Rapid Fire, where we're going to talk about anime, uh, go ahead to youtubecom beyond where we're going to answer all your silly questions. Uh, and we're also doing some funny let's plays over there, so go check that out. And head over to the uh, Podcast Beyond Facebook group, which is Facebook.com/group/podcastbeyond, and go make some friends in there and see what's going on, see what everyone's playing. If you're looking for a buddy to play a multiplayer game with, uh, good news. We uh, we sued all the fourteen year old cheaters who hang it in there, so uh, you can find some real uh, sporting gentle folks. Fifteen year olds, yeah, they're honest, <laughs> big kids. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, and you can find us all on Twitter. Uh, Miranda, you are at Havoc Rose, Havoc Rose, and mm-hmm. J M Dornbush over yep. here. Would it just like I feel like that should be engraved on a pen? Like that's such a that's such <laughs> it's a formal. My law firm. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, and then on the other end of the spectrum, we've got McBiggity with two G's and two T's. I tried and, to I tried to woo a girl that I really liked in college by giving her a really nice engraved pen with her pen name, 
And that was I gave it to her for Christmas, and then she she told me that she was go, uh, staying with her boyfriend, so that didn't work. No, she, told me she wasn't gonna she was gonna break up, but that didn't oh, happen. Oh boy! So that's the only uh, time I've ever given anyone an engraved pen. So did my she keep the pen. Uh, I gave her. She still has the pen. Good because it says her freaking name on it. Well, it has her she... pen name. That's not a real name. <clears throat> All right. Well, it's not your name either. Oh, well, then, the like, I got mad afterwards. Pen. I was like, well, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, you're never gonna use it for anything, anyways. And now she's like a published author, and she's like a, a wow. professor, and... and her name was Stephanie McBigby. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say Stephanie Meyer. <laughs> Same difference. All right. Yellow uh, James. On that note, guys, uh, beyond. 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 Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.